Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to my Just Jenny podcast. The Dream Team is back. Marcus Hillman and Katie Castellano. The last time the two of you were on the podcast, I had the wrong microphone input and didn't realize it until later. And I can't believe that neither of you heard it, that neither that of you were like- That would never happen. Yeah, exactly. No, you sounded fine to us the entire time. It's hysterical. Because then after when I was listening, I was like, why does it sound? I didn't even realize it. It was that I had to record something for someone else and I sent it. And they emailed me and they were like, I think your mic input is wrong because this sounds terrible. And I was like, how could it sound terrible? I have a fancy mic. And then I looked and sure enough, I was the jackass who had made, like, just hadn't checked that my inputs were working correctly. And yeah, I felt like Marcus. I was about to say, <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about being in your position, having oh never God. made any sort of audio oh. mishap in my many years of engineering type things. But, yeah. yeah. You know, I can imagine it's very frustrating. Oh my God. I was like, oh, you are such a jackass to myself. I treat myself the way I treat anybody. I would argue I treat myself so, even worse. In all seriousness. Yeah. Because there are times when you became frustrated at some sort of, we'll call it a mistake. Yeah. Mistakes happen. Yeah. Violently offended. Yeah. Were you as hard on yourself as you occasionally were on me or even Katie? Because Katie even makes mistakes occasionally. Yeah, I think that. Um, so, so what's happened? I, yes, I get very hard on myself. I don't care. I'm really just trying to get you to say sorry for being so mean all these years. Those no, years. I was going to answer. That's actually you what I'm trying to do. I was going to answer you first, and then I'll get to there. <laughs> I'm very kind of result oriented, and I and I'm working to be more in the moment in general. But the way I see it, if I could fix the problem, I'm fine. So literally that night when I realized it. I was like, mother there are four episodes that I have to now deal with. And what does that mean to deal with them? And then the, the thing I spoke to a couple of people, cause I was, you know how this is Marcus. I was ruminating. I was like, oh no, oh no, I can't replace that content. I'm not emailing this person. Even the two of you, I'm like, I'm not making people come back and re say what they said because I'm a jackass. Like I have to deal with either scrap them or post them. And then I was like, I just have to do an intro for all of them saying I'm a jackass, but because in I'm all mad, honesty, it didn't sound that bad, but I'm so crazy that I, it was like 10 o'clock at night. I went and recorded four intros and attached them to each raw file so that when I would edit each file, it was already mm -hmm. like packaged. So I didn't have to like do that extra step and it made it seem like Seamless. easier to deal with it. No, just easier to deal with. So yeah, I mean, I'm definitely hard on myself, but the fact that I can fix the problem in a sense before it has to go to air makes it easier. Whereas on the live show, I couldn't do that. So when something would happen, it was like the added thing of the adrenaline from being on the air, the pressure of the audience. And like, if there was a screw up, like if there was the wrong name on the, on the rundown or something, yeah, I might lose my shit because I couldn't like, I'm didn't just getting like flashbacks of where we had to involve Beanock and we had to Oh my engineering. God. Holy crap. You like, mean when it would just drop out completely? Or we had already run all the spots 
without yeah. realizing it. And I was yelling at both of you, we are not on the air right now. Oh, we <laughs> were. going in going, yes, we are. <laughs> yes, oh. Because people don't know what they're talking about. We're definitely not on the fucking air. I, I know. know. And I was like, yeah, we are. And Katie was like, yes, we are. <laughs> And you were like, we're I'm not. Like, Jenny, just keep talking. Jenny, please talk. And please it's like, talk. Fuck this and fuck yeah. this. And, and people smoke are sending is me, coming out of my ears because people are sending me messages on Instagram like, dude, you're on the air. I love totally. you. Like, you screwed well, that, this one up. Well, every time you were like, you're not on the air. And I would actually in that very second get a DM that said, Marcus just said, you're not on the air. You are on the and air. And I'd say, those people don't know <laughs> what they're wrong. talking about. Right. I don't care. They they're don't wrong. know. They're wrong. Uh, I'm like, we, they just heard you say they're wrong. Yeah, exactly. Hundred anyway. percent. Yeah, no, there was some crazy, crazy things times. Happen. But yeah, things happen. It's fine. I, but so, so they, say sorry for being so mean. All well, years. let me get to there. So, like the, the emotions. Marcus's big lead in. I know, Katie. <laughs> the, the emotions were always higher during live radio. Also, I mean, like, and so I'm sorry for being mean. Yes, of course, I'm sorry for being mean to you it's ever. Too late for I, you to say sorry. Um, it always is. It always is. But, um, and yes, I know, Biebs. Sorry or sorry? Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like Biebs adopted an American accent very young. Well, I think he spent a lot of time here. Not only that, but all his pop culture heroes were American, and he did not want to sound like, my body as an artist <laughs> is very sorry. My about body of going on in Toronto. In Toronto. In Montreal. I know. Montreal and Toronto. My body of work. Yeah, but I think, so yes, I'm sorry for ever being mean. But I think that you know and knew that I adore you, that it was never that I thought you were incapable of doing the best you could. It was just like sometimes things got haphazard, and that included how you did stuff. It happens. I, I'll, I'll actually correct you, if you don't mind. When you sure. first met, because of all the weirdness, you might have thought I was incompetent because of the weirdness. But because I had someone gaslighting me and lying to me? I wasn't. No, but someone else was. Right. So I feel like th the first time we actually met in person, it was pretty awkward because. Yeah. Yeah. Katie, we I don't think I've ever told the story that I had two different producers that uh, actually like lied and would would gaslight me before gaslight was a word that was used. Like I knew one. We've talked about one many times. You knew one that was female, right? That's the one no. you knew? Oh, okay. So I'm going to private chat you, the female yeah. one, if I can even remember her name. Uh, um, I think this was her name. I think. And I'm not positive. And no last name? Hmm. Uh, she, I guess I could look, if I look in my email, I'm going to try. Um, There's actually one other thing that happened yeah. I, that you told me about, which we're going to have to be very careful to not reveal, but someone made up some email thing or something. That's old. That's something else. That's a whole other, that was another producer, but yeah. that one, but that was not even as bad as the rest of it because that one, that person was no longer working on the show. And when oh, okay. that person made something up, it obviously wasn't nice and it was mean and it hurt my feelings. And I found the last name. God, I'm good. God, I'm good. Uh, Wait, what's the email I'm gate? Uh, email gate. I, I'm thinking about reaching out to that person. Um, I know that person quite well. Yeah, yeah. No, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Marcus, I just... But, 
before that, but the one that I just told you, Katie, yeah. did a lot of weird crap and uh, lied and would say that they booked people when they hadn't, Would was supposed to edit stuff. Like, remember how I would get neurotic about you editing things when we would do a pre-tape? And I'd be like, you know what, Katie, can you take out where they said, this is really whatever, and then they, they don't want that in it, and can you make sure you, you remove it? And you would always remove it because, mm-hmm. like, that's what you do. And there, there was, was like, one, I, I actually know there was one time I forgot, and that's it. Out of the five years. Yeah, but, but what you forgot wasn't that big a deal. Whatever. There was an interview that I had done where the guest literally said, please take this out. Now, it wasn't material to the interview. So it wasn't the kind of thing that I felt like I had to fight them to keep it into the interview because it mattered for the interview. Like when I had Vanilla Ice on this podcast and he talked about Madonna proposing, like he didn't ask me to take anything out. Obviously he knew what he was saying, but he he said to me, like, can you take out where I said Madonna proposed to me? I would have been like, but Rob, like that's like a big the part content. of the, yeah. Like that's a big part of the interview. This yeah. was not like that. This was like, they revealed something personal that was really irrelevant to what we were mm-hmm. talking about. And, and they literally said, can you do me a favor? Can you just not put that one thing in? And I said to the producer who was there, please make sure you take that out. Cause we have a discussion. She said it while I was recording, like, hi, my eyes are green. Don't it, it put, please remove lot. my eyes are green. Like it was so whatever. And this producer, like they didn't take it out and it caused a whole shit storm because, and that was just like the first of the, like they would, yeah. like when we had technical difficulties, we really did. When they had technical difficulties, we really didn't. They'd like create technical difficulties. How crazy is that? Like that? Yeah. There's crazy in every business, but yeah. in our business, yeah. it's more. Yes, Katie. Uh, yes. I remember because I was asked about that. to so like check in on that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was a lie. That was the, th- like, I don't even know why it was a lie, but it was like that person would just they were, they were, they had their own mental health issues is what I think was a thing. I would think that. And then we found that out later. Yeah. Well, everyone found that out later. And that was the weird part was like with everyone who's worked on the show that there was something dramatic like that. It did always come around at the end that there was something awry. Like I wasn't making it up. Like I might be fiery. I might've been mean sometimes inadvertently because I get hot tempered. But you know who you are. Yeah, and I tell the truth. Like I wouldn't, I would well, never I, say I that you did something, Marcus, you didn't do, or that Katie, like, did something she didn't do. Like I'm not. I would never. It's just ew. I, I want to tell you something that has never been said in any public forum. I have some mental health issues. Did you know that? What? <laughs> Are you working on them? Do you have? Help? I'm always working on them. I'm always. Well, you know what? Yeah. That's what made our thing fine, no matter what. Even if we got. I'd say there's only like two or three times where I actually got mad at you. In five years, it's pretty yeah. massive. Despite <laughs> the fact that most people know us, including Dr. Phil's uh, son's wives. When we met Dr. One, Phil's- One wife, Erica. Yeah, she's amazing. Dr. Yeah. Dr. Phil's wife. sons were there. Wife. No, doc, doesn't he have two sons, Dr. Phil? Yeah, but only one of their wives was really- All right, well, someone like, was in there yeah, connected Erica. to Dr. Phil. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I walked in the studio and she looks at the two of us Cause I walk, I was like, Jenny, we got to do this, this, this. And I, there's this person who I didn't know who she was staying there. I thought there mm-hmm. was two people and she just goes, Hey, can you guys start fighting? Fight. Come on, fight, fight. Oh my God. And I was like, what? 
who I'm Marcus. And she's like, we know who you are. Fight. Come on, fight. And fight, like, fight, oh. fight, fight, fight. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we, as I've explained many times, but never on the podcast, mm -hmm. there's a shorthand to radio that sounds like fighting. Mm -hmm. And usually it's not quite fighting. It's a, it's a rhythm you develop with someone. Mm -hmm. So the few times where we, I actually did get mad at you, mm -hmm. I kind of just got quiet for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. Was Which there. was passive. Yeah, aggressive, but... quiet, then something's not going oh. well. I mean, <laughs> that's not real, his normal state. For real. For real. It was not his regular, usual state. Yeah. I resent that. I think I was very professional you... and quiet when I needed to be, which was never. I've had to learn how to do interviews without you jumping in. Do you know how I'm difficult sure that is? Oh, well, I would have I loved to have been there for uh, Rob Van Winkle. Yeah, he was great. I've had some really good, good uh Is he still very handsome? Because Vanilla yeah, Ice he's is adorable. in his yeah. handsomeness. He's so handsome and sweet. Very handsome. Yeah, he is. And, and because lovely. You, you, your, fam your father was involved in that whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like he was huge for huge. a couple yeah. months and mm -hmm. then the backlash started. more than a couple months, like a year. Like yeah. Crazy. But then the backlash yeah. started. Yeah. Like, Oh, he's not who he says he is or whatever. Like that's yeah. Showbiz. yeah. But no one, it, I feel like it didn't become relevant. How he's a very good looking guy. No, one no, it, he was always handsome. He's lovely yeah. and, and handsome. Katie, are you in Florida now? What's happening with you? What's I going on? I'm in Miami. I'm here until the middle of March. So I'm mm -hmm. doing my wintering. I love it. Um, <laughs> I love it. I know. She's a snowbird. By the way, you have to follow Katie on Instagram at producer Katie because she posts in her stories. I mean, they're there and then they're gone. <laughs> yeah. I know. I really, I haven't done a perma post in two, no, a year and like a month. Like, I have so much material. What would I, would should I just like one day put it all out there, or do I need to? Yeah, I don't know. I've had this. It? Like, I don't I know. Stuff, but it's been so long now. What do I do? I think every day I put something up. I I have this problem with YouTube because of all this video content that I have that I only put behind the paywall on Patreon, which is you know very uncomfortable for me to promote. But people don't understand. Like I don't make a fucking salary. Like people just don't get it, and I'm like. A lot of people do the Patreon thing, but I just feel weird, but still I'm trying. So I put all my video content there every day. And so I have a ton of video. I mean, I have close to a hundred videos of interviews. So I can't put them all up on YouTube. Like I'd put Patreon first and then two months later post on YouTube, but mm -hmm. I can't find a rhythm to do it. Like you're talking about, it's overwhelming. Right. So yeah. I don't know the answer. I don't know how you're supposed to do it. No one knows. I don't either, but maybe we're going to see in the next month or two, some things I put out. Please do. Well, when are you coming back to the big city? Middle of March. Well, obviously your first post should be the next time we spend any time together, which we should tell the listeners. And I actually have photos of it. Katie Sierra, who worked on our show briefly, and I hung out a couple right the, a few days before she went to Florida. Yeah, right. that week. We had a right. whole divas evening. That's mm -hmm. fun. We watched Sex in the City. We watched, uh, what else did we watch? Did you we just go over to Marcus's house and see the baby? We went to Sierra's. Okay. House. Got it. Okay. We met halfway because she, Katie's way uptown. I'm in Brooklyn. Cece mm -hmm. lives in Chelsea. And Lynn's was okay with you having a girls' night out? Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. 
There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. You needed it, Leah. She knew I needed it. Mental yeah. health is important. Of course I'm it so is. Tired, yeah. Man. I know. It's yeah. hard. I mean, that baby is so cute. That Jonah is beautiful and I'm sure fun and all that, but it's hard. He's he's really funny now, too. We have a whole rhythm with our bits. More than hard, I think it's it's exhausting. Like the exhaustion is what like almost breaks people. It is. I you that's know. and I think that's the part you forget when you get out of those stages. Babies, yeah. Yeah. But like my niece had baby Archie. Oh yeah. How's Archie? Archie's delicious. And I, and I went to watch him one afternoon to give her a break so she could like go do a couple errands with a clear head. And, yeah. and I was just holding this sweet little munchkin, this little potato. And like, he stole it. Like he was teenage. Now he's doing more because he's like seven or eight weeks old. But then it's like, you just have to, have to soothe them and if they cry mm-hmm. and they're upset and it's hard and thinking that it's 24 hours like i only had an afternoon so i was fine it was fun mm-hmm. but yeah. it's hard it's unrelenting and i'm with him you know more than lindsay's because lindsay has a full-time job and i have that's a full-time right. job him that's so, right so yeah. i i love him but i'm wiped out like yeah. i mean i had I've had many jobs where I had weird hours as people sure. know. I used to yeah. have to be at work at four in the morning and like radio this, radio that. But I also, you know, through my adventures have had more physical work. Like I did catering jobs where I had to move tables and mm-hmm. schlep things around for hours and then serve people heavy platters or whatever and all kinds of stuff on my feet all day. This, this is the most exhausting freaking thing I've ever done. Because the stakes are so high. It's yeah. a different because you you have to do right by your son. It's but a different man, kind of responsibility. It's so special, and like I said, we have a whole. We do this thing now there where it actually is related to vanilla, vanilla ice. You remember? You know how uh, ice ice baby starts. All right, stop. Collaborate yeah. and listen. Yeah. So I, I kind of combine stop hammer time with that. It's from an Eminem song, but I go all right, stop pajama time. Oh, he, he thinks it's the funniest for he waits for it. Aww. And I will, this will embarrass him someday, but he now thinks farting is hilarious. That's going to be for the rest of his life. So it's not going to embarrass gets, him. Like, because he Ugh. cracks his parents up when he does it. So, you know, he, he's like, wait for it. Like you could see that he knows he's about to have a little gasser as let his it rip. grandma says, Lindsay's mom. Let it rip. Yeah, so he's he's like makes a face like it's coming because you know he has oh. these cute baby for even his farts are cute. Of course, he's your baby. <laughs> so oh cute. my god! And Katie, what's going on over at SiriusXM? Um, 
the usual. I mean, I'm doing the same channels I mentioned, I think, last time, Radio Classics and Freakonomics. That's going well. I'm learning, like, a lot because they're program channels. So yeah. like, they're not live. So new things for me, which is nice. And um, I went to the Drake show, which was amazing. Oh, wow. It's a good perk. Yeah. Yes. Was Gail there? Uh, who? Gail King. I think she went the night before. They yeah, did I didn't see Gail. Right? I didn't, I didn't run into Gail, but there were a lot of people there. Um, it was, it, that was fun. Somebody yeah, fell from the was. That, I was there that night that someone did fall from the balcony. He did walk off the scene oh, wow. like, with security and uh, medical personnel and everything, but he got up and walked off. So he, I'm sure is relatively all right. Um, That's scary. I know, wicked scary. And he didn't really hurt anybody down below either. Was, was he lucky. just... How did that happen? He just toppled? Uh, I, I'm i pretty sure he was super drunk. Um, ah, I'm not sure if he dropped his phone and was reaching for his phone, trying to get his phone, or just was too drunk and fell over. I think it definitely had something to do with a phone and trying to reach it, catch it, do something, take we a video. We have to make clear that you were at the world-famous Apollo Theater for the Drake Yes, so It's showtime at the People Apollo. Don't know, but the yeah. reason part of the reason uh, the history is obviously amazing but the apollo is not big mm -mm. it's very yeah. intimate mm -hmm. so like you're you're up close when you're there well honestly and maybe people don't know that either one in the city is new york city theaters in general are very intimate that goes for broadway shows as well like it is a very intimate setting right and but the yeah. apollo you just feel the history of the room like yeah. of everyone who's been there and like I know the curator of the place. His name is Billy Mitchell. He's the most amazing man you'll ever meet. And he, he everyone should see him give a tour. Next time you were hanging out up there, I'm going to pop in and we'll see him, Katie. Because one time I was at the Apollo during the day and he gives all these tours and important people. And because I know him from tour guiding, I said to my parents, let's park on like 126th. So we go around and he, I said, is, is Mr. Billy Mitchell here? And they were like, oh, he's not here right now. And I was like, oh, all right. And then I see him coming out of the door and I was like, hey, and he's like, what's up? And I was like, these are my parents. He's like, you know, your mother left her coat back here. I'm like, and my mother's like, what? I didn't leave my coat. And he's like, yes, no, no, you no, did. Come wing, with me, wing. you left your coat. Right. He's like, she's like, what's, what's he, what's he talking about, mom? Because I was like, you left, mom, you left your coat. Right. So he he walks back with my parents, and he he comes around the corner and he goes, "You know, I love your son, right?" And he gave my Aww. parents a tour of the Apollo, just him. He, the Apollo is a special place. How nice! You yeah, got to see fun. one of the great bluish men in American slash Canadian history, Drake, black and Jewish, bluish. I love that. Live, and someone yeah. fell from a balcony. I'm jealous. Yeah, no, that's a nice story. That's a testament to you that he likes you so much, Marcus, that he did that. He's a charming fellow. He, yeah. we, we, we have a lot in common. Like, he, he likes being in front of people. <laughs> a lot like, in common. Aren't so, you like family, distant cousins, something? Always. No, definitely yeah. not. He's actually like, he grew up with Denzel. He's like best friends with, they, he was in Denzel's wedding. And he's got the most amazing story. Like, he his mother sent him from the Bronx. It was like, go down 125th. We don't have any money we don't have any food. Like go to, go find your aunt. And he's like, what are you talking he about? when he was a kid, he's now oh. telling us about the backstory of the tour guide. I'm Apollo. almost done. 
And he, I, and she, I can't. I, I can't. It's just that amazing. She said to him. No, he's not talking about Drake. He's talking almost, about no, Drake's from the Toronto. tour guide. Billy Mitchell. took his parents through the Apollo. He's giving us yes. that backstory because that's okay. what we're here for. It's okay. only 10 more seconds long. So the guy, this guy comes up to him and says, hey, uh, can you go get me some food for the... The, there's famous people in here. They need food. I'll give you a couple bucks. And he's like, what are you talking about, sir? He's like freaked out. And he's like, I'm not. A, so he was a little kid. The guy said, do you want to run errands at the Apollo? And he's like, yeah. And he's still there like 50 years later. It's amazing. Okay, that was a beautiful story. Right. And by beautiful, I don't know what it was. Katie, when it's nice, I'm sure Billy's great. I just, it, it, sometimes Marcus, we get into a conversation about, and you go so far into the weeds that well, yeah. he just went from Drake and right back into it. I literally thought he was telling a story about Drake, but I was like, Drake wasn't from Harlem. So how are we talking? I can tell you about stories about Drake too. He's my cousin. No, we're okay. We're okay. We're okay. <laughs> Thank you though. Uh, Katie, do you have friends in Miami? Do you have friends I there? Do So um, I've been coming here a couple years as old show listeners know, but um, so when I first started coming down here, I had one really good friend that I knew from New York that had moved down here way pan like prior to the pandemic, seven, eight years ago. So he was like my first anchor. But then I met another girl in New York who lived in Miami, but she was born and raised in New York. And I like just met her while she was visiting family. So we became friends. And then through her, met another friend. So I have... Um, I have like three or four really good friends down here now, which is nice. Yeah, that is really nice, actually. Yeah. My parents are in West Palm if you need them. You know that. Okay. I will. I got MM on uh, Insta, I'm sure, if not by text message as well. Like, okay. what would you, like, what would you need them for? Like, what does he think you would, add? like, does she need to go to Shabbos? Like, what would she need your parents for? Because she likes my parents and she might want to see them just to hang out. Okay. I'm just asking. Sometimes you just need someone. You need a mom to just hang out with and uh, go to go to the shuffleboard court and uh, go to the deli. And the, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have I don't have a mom or a dad, so I'm just saying whatever. Thank you for bragging. Well, well, you can always contact my mom. You know, I'm that. only kidding. I'm yeah, I'm totally fine. Uh, that's an ongoing joke in my house. Jacob will Jacob will call me or something. He'll be like, "How are you?" I'll be like, "I'm totally fine." He's like, "Right." <laughs> Sure you are, mom. Sure. You should say, you know, I'm an orphan, right? So you should just treat me better. That's what you he should. He knows. Yes, of course. I can use the orphan thing anytime I want because it's Funk real. Funk used to say that on Curb Your Enthusiasm. You know, I'm, you know, I'm an orphan now, right? Didn't he like, die? Well, he, he died. He did die, but yeah. the character's parents died. Yes, but he in real life died. So way to bring, way to bring it down, Katie. Were you? Hey. Were Death you, is a part of life. Were you working when the candy people came on the show? Was that yeah. before you Okay. Was Marcus or he was on leave? I gave you the story. Okay. He gave you the story, but he was on leave when the guest actually came on, I believe, or gone. Already. Correct. Okay. Yes, so yeah. Candy Warehouse is this website. It's a I don't know how you didn't get the job because you, you pulled the interview out. I did. So the candy warehouse in Canada, I guess. And then they have, it's America. I don't know where, I think they're based in Canada, but their website is obviously in the U S Canada, wherever, but they might be a dot CA. Anyway, they put out this thing six months ago, probably saying they were looking for a chief candy officer who was a candy tester. And they did a really great marketing campaign on LinkedIn, all over the place. And they made it really easy to apply for the job. 
So I did send in an application and I had them on the air because I'm not playing. I was like, this would be an excellent side hustle. I you just have every have to- qualification. You're like, let me Correct. tell you. I just have to like eat candy, mm-hmm. taste candy, sample candy, try new candy. That is all in my wheelhouse, right? Like that is in my wheelhouse. So I make no, no, I don't pretend that I don't love candy. I love candy. So I send in the, the thing. I, I hear nothing. I hear nothing crickets. And I forgot about it until two days ago, I got an email and I'm so curious. How many, nope. I'm so curious how many other people got this email, 10 minute interviews. So I have a Skype interview later this Holy week. shit. You got I to know. the next step. I got to the next round, but I think there might be a publicity stunt in here. Cause you're supposed to like sign away. You're right. Like they can use your video interview for shit. And so I haven't determined yet, like what paperwork I'm filling out and what I'm not. I'm sure I'll fill it out. I don't really care if they put me on social media media content. Yeah. It's fine. What I I don't really care, but how long regretting not applying, but I now I'm like, well, this is what the email I want to, I should pull up the email because I I'm so they can't possibly, I'm sure they got many, many applicants, right? I mean, thousands they had to up because it was such a viral publicity. Like when, um, um glorilla did mm-hmm. you guys see when she posted for a personal assistant a couple weeks ago was it crazy yeah that that job application went viral too first of all it was because she went like really low on the wages but also she pays for everything for you like your housing your flights everything which was what her thing but it was a firestorm as well like on it was through social media so everyone's like i want to apply pick me So I want you guys, though, listen, because this is what the email says. Chief Candy Officer interview. Dear Jennifer, formal, thanks for applying to the Chief Candy Officer role at Candy Funhouse. We've read your resume, and we'd love to learn a little more about you over virtual chat. So they gave one date, and they said a series of quick 10-minute interviews with a selection of candidates, including yourself. Mm. So I definitely made it to the next round of something. And then it says, as a reminder, we're looking for someone with a vibrant, charismatic personality that puts fun at the forefront of their daily routine. Not sure that's me. Uh, Not only will this person have a creative mind with natural leadership skills, that's me. They will also not shy away from the camera. Okay. Yeah. But, and public appearances, we'll have to work on that. And then their engaging personality and sense of adventure makes them ideal chief candy officer. Oh, and they should probably have a passion for trying all sorts of candy from around the world. That's yes, definitely me. You so that. I love that. So now. And you would do events. That would be your job. You would do it. What well, I would do the whole thing. Of course. Yeah. 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 So I, this is at the end of this, this, I'm not giving the exact date. Did but you sign up yet, though? Or are you I confirmed? did. I, okay. I'm confirmed, but I have to send in the form. I, th- I didn't send the form in. Um, I got to send Damn the it. form in. I really yeah. should have applied. <laughs> I'm laughing. Uh, I guess. Maybe you should have applied. But I, yeah. I mean, I applied because I t- because it's something I feel like I could do. That's all. I didn't Good apply. Luck. Like, I know I could do it. So. We all know, you two know, that I stopped eating candy, but. Are you back? I had some relapses over the last few weeks. That's okay. I told you how tired I am. I'm sorry. It was really uh, satisfying. I just think as long as you don't make it a permanent habit, though, you can bounce back from those kind of relapses. Yeah. 
It was so my, total worth it, man. So my question is, you guys, here's the form I have to fill out. My question is, do I have candy here at the ready? Like, should I show them that like I eat chocolate covered Swedish fish? No, like, I think I already think you really impressed the lady during the interview by because they're again, their expertise is not just the stuff you can get at Dwayne Reed or 7-Eleven or it's the international stuff. And you, I think, did impress her with your knowledge of can, candy, candy from like Japan or Australia or Europe. Yeah. I think you just start listing all the candy you enjoy, what you okay. like trying about the different kinds. Yeah. Okay. Like that. I did knock it out of the park. Yeah. No. So I'm excited. So this I, was when you, you had someone on the show, you're saying. I did. Yeah. yeah. So I, cause I wanted to know if they were really looking, if it was just publicity, like if they're really looking to put somebody in any position, I mean, obviously it's going to be like a, I don't know, maybe it is a real job. I don't freaking know, but I, I definitely could do it regardless of what it was. Cause it was, it's a remote position. It's not in person. So I could do it. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. Or you could just connect to the zoom and then just start playing the audio from the interview. You don't even have to talk, just hit play. It's a good idea. <laughs> I have to go find that interview. I don't even know where it is. I don't even know if I have it. I don't think I have it because it wasn't someone like you always sent me celebrity interviews. I'll find the date. Yeah. I'll find the date in my email okay. and then, uh, and then we could find it. Yeah. So like, cause it'll be somewhere in my calendar. It'll be somewhere in my email. It's so funny though. It's just so funny. So yeah. So I, I thought that was great that they followed up and that you guys were a part of that whole thing. Marcus, you were the one that found it in the first place. Yeah, I found it on one of these weird sites that I used to go to for the hot list. And then everyone was talking about it like two days later. But I was like, I think Jonah was born at that point, obviously. So I, I have, yeah, I have been feeling like Katie lately, Katie, that like, because the podcast isn't live and it's usually like a few days or a week, like I'll tape someone on a Tuesday, maybe I'll air them on a Saturday. And sometimes it's a day later, like depending on the situation and if it, if, if time is of the essence, but my watching of the news and reading the news has diminished greatly. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a jerk because I should be super informed. And yes, I know the tragedies that fall us because obviously the tragedies happen and they come to my inbox and I read them, but staying away from like the everyday minutia kind of news is much but better for mental health. Big issues. Like there's yeah. a difference between knowing about it and the yeah. facts and being um, bombarded by it, like the story mm -hmm. all day. Yeah. I'm just reaching over here for something. So talk amongst yourselves. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. And for mental health, I think it's actually good. I was going to say, how are you feeling? Like mentally, do you feel lighter, <sighs> happier? Like, I mean, happier obviously being relative but as far as like the, the state of the world yeah i don't know i think the election is going to be really weird and so i've been kind of trying to live in as present like the present moment as i can because i don't want to let myself like go to thinking about things that are, you are talking not about the okay. next presidential election i am you're already thinking about that well i just said i am but i'm also trying to not think about like trying to not get myself crazy. And also Katie, I'm trying to stay in the moment in the sense, like I realize what a hard job you had booking guests. Like it can be daunting to have to realize you have to get all these people coordinated for something. Mm -hmm. So I try to stay really present with that too, that like, 
I'll, they'll all, it'll all work out. I'll get the guests that I need, like that I want to talk to. And if I don't, I'll talk to myself, like whatever, I'll figure it out as opposed to getting kind of letting myself get crazy, like letting the train get out of the station where mm -hmm. I can't like manage it. But Katie yeah. was very, she'd be, she didn't have time for publicists or guests who were being wishy-washy. She'd just yeah, be like, no. look, mm -hmm. it's a live show. We do it every day. Do you yeah. want to do it or not? Yeah. yeah. Like we're not building the wheel here. Like this is what we do. This is how we do it. This is yeah. the time we do it. Yeah. Would you like to be a part of it? Yeah, exactly. This is how we do it. This is time we do it completely that. So, yeah. but, um, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm almost too busy to feel a lot, which is probably good. And also like a method of dealing with whatever is yeah. going on in my life. And I miss my father terribly. Uh, but I, I don't miss the uncertainty of when is he going to die? Mm -hmm. um, like that part I don't miss. It was really hard. It was, it was a really tough time. Um, but yeah, I'm just, it's hard. I, my anxiety is yeah. weird, but again, I try to keep myself busy so I can't focus on being anxious. Like the best days are when I don't have any time to like let my head go in all those places. You just said, you know, I don't miss the anticipation of thinking. I mean, when's he going to die? I don't. Just, you know well, me, I have a morbid sense of humor. So who doesn't? Like, I had that, a morbid. We had a more. Phrase, listen, we had, I mean. I couldn't when, help but laugh at that phrase. But it's, know, I, I really don't miss the anticipation of when is he going to die? Death. Well, th but that was, you know, there were so many times where he did almost like I never talked about the times when we had to rush him to the emergency room because we thought he had died. Like he had some weird sodium issues and all these things that mimicked either a seizure or a diabetic coma and weird stuff that was always on my watch because I was always with him. Mm -hmm. So there were times that I thought he had died, that he hadn't died. And what that does to like your adrenal system, like it was a great sense of relief when he was okay, obviously, but it was so scary and awful all the whole thing. Well, I'm probably more so after because right. of the trauma of it. One Correct. time really, with my abuela, I walked in and saw her face down on the bathroom floor in a pool of blood. Not there you moving. go. There and you I go. Thought she was dead. I thought Correct. she broke her neck. She wasn't moving, not talking, never screamed. That's it. I don't know how long she was there for. I was Correct. so scared to walk in that bathroom because I thought she was dead. Correct. And she it. She's alive. She still is alive to this day. But I, when I turn the corner and look in the bathroom, I see her face down in a pool of blood. That's right. And that's yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. It's like PTSD yes. repeatedly. And it's mm -hmm. very hard. So there was like a lot of that, like your heart is in your throat. The phone rings. What are you going to hear? Like just awful. So, and also like it was, it was just really hard. He was having a really hard time. So there was zero sense of, of like, I, I don't know. I wish he could have lived forever. Obviously, as I said, I miss him every day and it sucks. It really sucks. But he was 82 years old and ultimately he was not leading the kind of life that he would have wanted to lead. And yeah, he, he missed restaurants and his death was sudden in the sense that we didn't, I didn't think he was going to die the night he died. Like I didn't, I just didn't think he was dying that night. So like the fact that he did, you know, with, with my mother, I could say a really elongated goodbye and I couldn't with him. So that was a weird 
kind of thing. And, um, but at least like you're talking about Katie, I don't have that, that thing of, is it going to be like, it's already happened. Mm -hmm. So now I just kind of have to get through life of that, like yeah. dealing with the grief. Well, yeah, it's different. It's life past it with the, with the kind of emptiness or loneliness in your heart, which will always be there because that Correct. part is reserved for your parents. Like, Correct. You know? Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's like yeah. you miss them and then you miss them and, and that's and then you it. Just keep missing them. Yeah, there's right. No there's difference. nothing you can do about it other <laughs> yeah. than freaking miss them. Like yeah. it just. Like I have a I, message from my mom, by the way. Oh, hello, mad mom. She just, during the Grammys, she texted me. Mm, yeah. She goes, did you just see Charles Koppelman? Jenny must have had a tear. Oh, she had a tear. I was actually surprised. Like, we knew he was probably going to be included in it. Yeah, but it took um, a while. I was like, oh, where is he? Yeah, I mean, we knew because they had, at, like, I mean, how could he had to be? submit. Well, we had to submit a picture. Yeah. And, like, they ask you, like, who's who gets credited for, you know, it's like the legality of it. So we knew he was, like, in the running to be a part of it. But they don't give confirmation. So they don't send out an email like, be sure to watch at 10.52. Like, they don't. So like you said, Marcus, like Raquel was watching kind of for me because she didn't want me to be stressed out. And when they did the Mego performance, right. she was like, mommy, I don't think it's happening. Like, just get... And then Jacob was like on the internet seeing if he could suss out whether it was. And then, then Bonnie Raitt sings and there he is. And then I just, I, I, that was like a sucker punch. I couldn't, yeah, that I got hysterical. But that makes I mean, sense. He... I know why that was running through your head, but there's no way he wasn't going to be mentioned. It, I mean, I mean, it wouldn't have made much. I mean, it wouldn't have. I mean, it wouldn't have made much sense if he weren't included in that. No, I mean, he, he has body of work was. Yeah, you know, he made a great, great, great yeah. impact. I mean, and anytime we had someone in the music business, yeah, mm -hmm. who was in that world, yeah, we wouldn't talk about it on air necessarily, but you would, you know, after, of course, right. before, after, and mm -hmm. everyone would be like, oh. Mm -hmm. What am you know? Everyone would have something to say. It's not like you know. I I I actually had texted and I I didn't get a reply. I was texting. I mean, I got a reply, but not. I had texted uh, J Lo's manager because I want to talk to him. I want to interview him, and so I realized that he didn't know. Like, not everybody knew because mm -hmm. I don't know. Not everybody hears everything all the time, and he didn't know. And when I texted, like. The text exchange is initially like, hi, I'm me. I'm Charles Koppelman's daughter. And he writes back like, yes. And then I was like, well, maybe you haven't heard. And maybe, you did. I don't know. Like, I'm actually, my my dad passed away, blah, blah, blah. And I wanted to, anyway, I wanted to invite you on my podcast. And he just wrote back a paragraph. Like, what? Like, I had no, like, I don't know how I didn't, how I missed this. And wrote the kindest things about my dad, which is in business, a lot of people sent those kind of yeah. Kind of things. Was this which, before or after the Grammys? This was after he hadn't seen it, but like honestly, did, nobody. Well, did you Grammys ask him what was up with J Lo and Ben at the Grammys? Because I didn't watch. Did you ask him what was up with J Lo and Ben at the Grammys? No, I'm not. No. Did you hear about that bit? I saw it. First and, of all, they're having a moment about her dad, and then you want her to test. <laughs> I think. I, I mean, think seriously. The, I think it was staged. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, set up for the the Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was staged, but do you, what about this? Can we talk about that a second? Because there has been a little bit of backlash about it. 
about the game, the halftime show. What? No, the the commercial. The J Lo and Ben commercial. Yeah. What's the one? What's the backlash? Well, so somebody I've been thought with a 14 that fourteen month old all day. So I read one of a friend of the show, Jill Cargman, who did an episode on on here. I love. It was a great app. Ep- she was amazing. She was she's actually funny. at Sirius XM years ago. Yeah, she's so funny, so smart, so awesome. She tweeted, she thought it was really classist. Like they were like making it like Ben would never work at Duncan. Like it mm, was that's a stretch. crazy that he was working at Duncan because oh, he would wait. never actually work there. That's I didn't see the commercial. Was he oh. working like a Massachusetts Dunkin' Donuts? Because yes. when I was in Mass. A month or two ago, there was I because obviously I, I get the local media yeah. there. It was a big to do that he was working at area of Dunkin' Donuts for a day. Correct. That wasn't what they were doing. They were shooting it. No, I'm saying everyone has to like. I'm, I love Jill Carmen, but like, come on, man! It was just funny. It's that he's a celebrity. It's not like he was playing a character. He was Ben, and she's like, "What are you doing? This is where you are all day." Like, meaning he's like he's like I'm working. Yeah, come home and help me. Like, okay, like, I'm just telling husband. you what she what she's okay. So you don't believe it's a thing. I, I just it made me think. I hope it's not. Oh please. But, it's just it's because he's from New England and he loves Duncan. Duncan. Which and is Duncan Donuts. The home of the the all the- Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The like work empowerment where all these people are posting what you think might be like menial jobs, but they make bank like at restaurants and fast food places and make stuff. a lot of money. People make yeah. a lot of money. I know yeah. they pocket a lot. Yeah, I, I don't even rem- the commercials were not a, a, all that memorable. I happen to agree with you. And I was bummed out about that because we were sitting on the couch watching and I was like, where's the really fun because I don't really care about football, though. I did, like, cry from the Phillies coach initially when he cried during the National Anthem. And then, of course, Cheryl Lee Ralph, because Sister Act 2, and she's amazing. I saw your post about that. So that moved me. Riri um, killed it. Huh? Riri killed it. Did she? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought Riri was we, great. Everyone knows how – everyone who's on this call knows how I feel about Rihanna, and some of the people do listening. Mm-hmm. But- While I was watching – my yeah. neighbor Sean, who has the kitties upstairs, he was hanging out with us. Yeah. He said, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. I think she's pregnant. I know. Right. A- and because yeah. we were both saying, she's awesome. I love every one of these songs, but she seems a little, you know. Well, like she had a bump. Kind of going through the motions. A okay. I'm going to tell you, you exactly that, what I did. Yeah. She's my Katie, favorite because artist. A, she was pregnant, and B, she was having the time of her life. Like, she I'm doesn't aware. have I'm to perform like she's I'm not saying... pregnant if she is pregnant. But, Katie, when you saw her, did you well, think baby bump? Like, what did you think when you saw her? Yeah, I thought she could be pregnant. Honestly, I didn't know. It could also be baby one weight still. Okay. There. I right. Care. I'm not judging at all. I didn't know what it was. I didn't care. Yeah, I did know she wasn't executing like like you said, Marcus. So she's not like Janet Jackson or Beyonce hitting all these moves, but she was loving her music. No, I, she was, I, I loved it. Don't get me wrong; it just wasn't the spectacle. Or I mean, there was some some stuff that happened, like 
she you was know, high they up. raised her with the, that thing. But he didn't just bring anybody else on, which is what everyone seems to have to yeah. do year after year. I think she killed it. She owned I, it. I, don't get me wrong. I love that she did great. You know how I feel. Yeah. I, she can do no wrong in my eyes. Wait, but I, but so when I saw her, I did. I went on Google to see how old the baby was. And when I saw the baby was nine months old, I'm like, mm, that's a pregnant belly. Because like you could have a postpartum belly like that, that makes you look still pregnant yeah. a month later. Yeah. And you might not get it to your baby weight for six months, but like you don't have that belly, like the pregnant yeah, it was looking shape. belly. That's what, the like, shape. the person I was talking Correct. about was talking about the shape. Because it was, it was the like shape. a belly and not just like a little fat. That's pouch. right. Correct. Yeah. She didn't look fat. She looked She pregnant. did a little subtle that's like tummy is. touch. Hold it. Yeah. Well, yeah. she did. And that's everyone's like, she grabbed her belly. She pregnant. She grabbed her belly. But, um, but I definitely texted like my girls like, is she? Is she pregnant? Is she well, she said, Everyone's I'm going to be up that. there with, she, the last thing she said apparently was like, I'll be up there with a special guest. And everyone was like, Drake, please be Drake. And some of the people were like, it could be Jay-Z. He was on Umbrella. And like, no, you know what the wackiest thing I saw was, I think Tinks put this out, that like Megan, Ke so Megan Kelly, Megan, um, Megan, the pretty one, who's Megan, the, um, the stallion? with Machine Gun, Ke with machine gun Kelly. The pretty one. Megan oh, Fox, who's oh, Machine Gun Kelly, they broke up allegedly, and then they weren't broken up, and people were saying that that maybe that was to a bit to be like Rihanna's going to bring out Eminem for for uh, love, love the one, yeah, yeah, love the way you lie, love the way you lie, but yeah. but then they did that last time she was on the Super Bowl, didn't they? Uh, he, I think I they think did. That's all, but I don't think she was there, or was she? I don't. I feel like last time she did the Super Bowl, he came out, but maybe that was a different. I don't know, but that was a right. did the Super Bowl with Dr. Dre last year. Oh, then that's what I'm thinking. It's but I, so, but, but did Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly actually break up, or was that just a joke? Uh, I don't know. Let me text. Her. And why? Let me text her. <laughs> I don't know. I was with a 14 month, 14 month old all day. I yeah, I, I, have, I have not read the headline yet myself either. Is he standing? What is Jonah doing? Jonah stands at, when I put him on his little table. Mm -hmm. He stands and plays. And then when I try, I hold onto his arms and he takes weird little steps. And then I put him on his big tuchus and he slides all over the room. But he's not interested in crawling and he's not interested in walking. He just likes to sit Sweetheart. on his tush and slide around. Sweetheart. The, I mean, he's like 29 pounds. <laughs> he's, he's a big little boy. And, uh, Lin, we, I was recently at an orthopedist and Lindsay yeah. was same and he, you know for ourselves sure uh and but she mentioned to him like yeah yeah I have a you know almost 14 month old and he's he's a big big little baby and he's like yeah the bigger ones sometimes take their time with the he he can slide from one room to the other cracking up and like wanting to show us something or whatever but he he's not too interested in standing yet yeah, so different kids. I mean, I think Jacob stood up at 12 months, but didn't walk. Yeah. I mean, for a while, like stood up, didn't walk. And he went from like sitting, like, and not really doing anything to just stood up, like, which is so him with his like whole autonomy sitch. Like he wanted to determine when he was ready. And like Raquel was. I mean, standing at 10 months, she was a maniac because, and it still tracks. She still is, but they all catch up. Like he's a big kid. He's like a, he's like a big floppy doe at this yeah. point. 
And then, he, yes, he, that's yeah. what I mean. It's so milestones are such bullshit. We, we did They're some, only, uh, yeah, we did a little toddler party. It's a lot of mommy and me, but I'm daddy and me, and uh, there's <laughs> other, one other dad, and you know. The, most of the kids I mean, you're in Brooklyn. There has to be a lot of other daddy, like daddy group out in Brooklyn. I agree, all, Katie. Hey, whatever. I, I'm, I can hang with daddies, mommies, everything. <laughs> I agree. Daddies. So, yeah. Daddy. So uh, <laughs> I can hang with nannies, mannies. It doesn't matter. The whole bit. Yeah. But so, I wouldn't worry. My point is I wouldn't worry. There's such a range. No, I mean, it was. For these like, kids. Yeah. It's in this gym, like in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. And like, we got there early and. I was just shooting baskets and he was watching and he's just sliding around like from one end of the gym to the other. And then all these like 16 month, 17 month, 18 month olds walk in and they're all in their sneakers and like running. And he's just like, what are they doing? They can walk. Oh my God. And he just looked at me and we just slid around with, with the, you know, to them, they're like giants, even though they're right. only a couple months older. So cute. Although he weighs as much as the rest of them, probably more. I know. I was holding Jonah. He is so cute. And I was holding him for a good five, 10 minutes. I actually think Marcus was on the phone with you when I was at his house and holding him. And I'm like, he's so cute. But um, Marcus, he is becoming like a sack of potatoes. Please pick him up. Because he's, he's so no, I mean, you know, we live on a walk-up. So when Lindsay what, How many back, floors? We're on the Three? third floor, but it's okay. weird. Like when Lindsay comes back, she texts me like, "I'm I'm back. Like I gotta go get him." She's fair. I'm like, I'm not schlepping this little giant up here. I mean, if she has to, she does. But if we're if we're separate, I, I'll come get him. He's a big you, baby. Yeah, boy. he's adorable. All right, you two. What do you want to promote, or what do you want to mention that you have coming up, or where do you want people to follow you, Marcus? Are you doing any social media? Katie, I know I that your social media is just fun and we get what we get and we don't get upset. It's yeah, it's fun. It's no content for anything. It's just my life at producer Katie. I'm still doing behind the scenes stuff at Sirius XM. I will keep you posted if I'm on any other live talk stuff. Yeah. Um, and just that I love you all and miss everybody. Yeah. Well, you get to come back here as much as you want. So Thank there, you. there's, there's always that, but Marcus, what about, what about radio Marcus and Marcus on the loose? Yeah. Guess what? What? I actually filmed something that I really was excited to edit, but I haven't gotten to it yet, but I'll do it this week before when this comes out and guess who helped me film it? My new babysitter, Miss JLo Kurtz, our former intern. No she, way. Babysitting? She came over with her boyfriend and they watched baby J for four hours. And Lindsay and I went to have dinner and have, I was doing dry January, by the way. Uh, so Lindsay had a couple of drinks. I sat there and we, oh, our really? old intern helped earlier That's that so day, cute. she helped me film a video in, in my neighborhood, which I will put out in honor of this podcast, not only on Instagram at radio Marcus, but on TikTok at Marcus on the loose. That's was, really, did she teach the baby any of that, that vegan propaganda? I'm kidding guys. We, <laughs> Made sure that we had plenty of vegan snacks. Of course. And I'm only kidding. I support anyone's choice of how they like to eat. Uh, Marcus, did, did you like Try January? Did I what? Did you like it? I did like it. Okay. Uh, I you seem kind of annoyed with it, too, though. I saw I, I him was, during Try January. Well, you know, I, I try to not be too crazy with all that stuff, but mm -hmm. I'll have a drink here or there and to be honest with you, toward the end of last year, I was kind of, I'll, I'll confess, I was kind of like, 
think I think you need a break, buddy. Yeah. And we we're starting to say that to yourself in the and third person like that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I actually told Lindsay that like three weeks into dry January. And she's mm-hmm. like, how you feeling? And I was like, well, when I was hanging out with Katie and Cece, I was like, man, life's boring without alcohol. <laughs> but I got through that phase. Of course. Of, and once I broke through that wall, I was like, I could, I could do this for a longer if I want. I mean, the Super Bowl, I had like two, three beers. So what? Mm-hmm. But, but we're in uh, February. Yeah. It's not, it's not all that terrible. Yeah. Okay. Alcohol is the least mind expanding drug there is. That's for sure. Okay. That's deep. Maybe we can <laughs> get more into that the next time you guys are on the podcast. Maybe, uh, we, will. Maybe we won't. So follow Marcus and Katie to stay attuned to what they are both doing. I am at just Jenny Hutt on Instagram at Jenny Hutt on TikTok and Twitter. You can email any questions and comments to justjennypod at gmail.com. And I will be back here per usual tomorrow. Thank you, you two. Love you. You know what I like about this private chat? Oh my God, let me end the recording. It's so Marcus.